Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 56 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Maracle. So, Jacob, you must forgive me a little bit today if I grossly cough and spit all over you because at least once a year, you know I like to record while very, very ill. Yeah, and I, I could tell that this is that time. This is, this is it for me. You, I'm on the end of it, but you, I'm still... You do sound like you need to get like a neti pot or some airborne or something because you sound very ill at the moment. I was so desperate that I went all the way to burn in some eucalyptus oil. Like, oh, wow. Like those, you know, the moms that heal with oils yeah, and you you've and gone to just stuff that doesn't work what's, just to try well it's supposed to you know like be good to breathe similar to like Vicks vapo rub which is the best well, stuff that ever happened that stuff is actually very effective yeah that's kind of what the eucalyptus is but side note to anyone who doesn't know this who likes burning those little oils super super deadly to cats really yes oh. like their body can't process smelling it and it stays in their liver and it kills them really so i can burn it every now and then in a big room my vet said so but not anywhere near your cat so if you're in a small space and your cat's there don't burn oils because you'll kill your cat i did not know that yeah i feel like people don't really know that no all over the internet i don't know why they would that's a weird fact super weird but okay so oscar nominations happened yes they did um it's an interesting mix in some categories. Oh, that's a nice way to say garbage. So Roma and the Favorite led with like 10 nominations each. Oh, I'm sorry. I fell asleep <laughs> a little bit talking about Roma. Yeah, I understand that. A Star is Born and Vice had eight nominees apiece, and then Black Panther scored seven. So first comic book movie to land in the big, in the best picture race. Finally, finally broke through and uh, didn't really deserve it, but I guess it's a cultural thing, so they had to get something in there, right? No, I don't know what's going on this year. I don't know that anything really belongs there. But with that being said, it would not be Oscar nominations. We wouldn't have anything to talk about if there weren't some surprising snubs. Yeah. So these are, we'll talk about some snubs that I feel and that other people feel. So I did not see A Star is Born, which is terrible of me, but I know it's a big snub that Bradley Cooper did not get nominated for Best Director. Right. I've seen a lot of people complaining about that. Well, the movie grossed $400 million worldwide, so usually you're like, that means it was very successful, which means it had some good direction. Right. And especially when you like look at the list of nominees uh, for that, it's like this Pavel Pobokowski guy for Cold War. Did you see that? Nope. Okay. I didn't see a lot this year. I mean, I'll hopefully catch up with a lot of them beforehand, but... I did not see it either, but... I just know that watching the preview for it, I my eyes clicked a little bit, and <laughs> I just was like, I am drifting away in a 30-second preview. This movie looks so horribly boring. Yeah. So There at, was a lot of weird... T- I will and then s- Adam McKay for Vice. Again, another one where the movie is not getting great reception. It's getting okay. I, Even though it's up for Best Picture, it's kind of like... Vice, to me, was very similar to Bohemian Rhapsody, where the two lead performances, I was like, these are really good performances. Like, Christian Bale... Seldom disappoints. Um, you know, Rami Malek was awesome, but the movies themselves were like, I'm entertained, but meh, yeah. you're not like a great film. I my jaw was on the floor when I saw Bohemian Rhapsody up there. Like Black Panther, I get, but Bohemian Rhapsody, I was like, oh my god, that. I really did like that movie. Yeah, the movie was fine, but it's, it's just, not like a best picture film. No. I will say so. Let's talk about some of the snubs for this year, and then maybe we can discuss some of the all-time craziest Oscar snubs. What I, you think? I like where your head's at. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna cough. 
Awesome. Thank you. I really I'm, I'm I wanted to keep it authentic. I'm going to like cover my uh, clearing my throat <laughs> time with your coughs. It's like a, it'll come up later. It's like a Shawshank Redemption kind of deal right now. Oh, that will come up. That's a good call. Mm-hmm. But so one of the things, a movie I saw this year was Beautiful Boy, the Timothy Chalamet, Steve Carell. It's based on a mm. book where his son has a drug addiction. So it was a, it was a good movie, not the best movie, but... Timothy Chalamet definitely should have been nominated. So you said Timothy Chalamet and drug addiction. I'm like, yep, that's got Oscar written all over it. it he was surprised. really good. Like, he's super talented. I'm sure he has many opportunities yeah, to be nominated again, but I would say that is my first snub of the year. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe bet. Um, if you look at the best supporting actor, which I assume he would be in, I'm not going to assume. Yeah, that's what we were thinking. No, it would have been for supporting. Supporting actor. Uh, Mahershala Ali is up there. Awesome as always. I don't know if you've watched True Detective this season, but Not it yet. is awesome. It's amazing. Adam Driver definitely deserves to be in there. Sam Elliott. Did you realize for A Star is Born, this is his first nomination ever? Wow, that's I read crazy. That, I'm like, no way. That dude has to. That, I just can't believe that's his first one. So I think he stays. But then you get to like Sam Rockwell for Vice. He didn't even bother trying to look like George Bush, which, as you know, does bother me. When it comes yeah. to biopics, he was in it for and, like ten minutes, and he won like last year, so yeah. unnecessary. And I didn't see Can You Even Forgive Me because you know I'm an American and nobody went to go see that movie. For Richard Grant again, I would 100 percent see it. It was up for like two seconds. Richard Grant again, like I know the guy's a good actor and everything, but it, if you're looking to get some pull or something, you know, I think that would have been the one to do. Give the guy that was up for best actor last year going again. But what do I know? Well, I will say one that surprised me is that First Man got shut out of all of the main categories. And I I enjoyed First Man. I thought it was a pretty good movie. And it's especially shocking since the Best Director Oscar for went to La La Land's Damien Chazelle, who did this movie. So that's a little weird. Yeah, I remember when that movie was coming out, everybody was talking about it. I thought Ryan Gosling would have been nominated and definitely Claire Foy for Supporting Actress. Yeah, just nothing, nothing. They got like a technical award, I think, and that's about it, which is pretty disappointing. I also was bummed out that um, Emily Blunt for A Quiet Place, I thought might get a Supporting Actress one. Or Mary Poppins, that was another one that was Mary Poppins I didn't see, but I could have saw that coming up. I did notice that nothing for A Quiet Place. That's kind of, I thought. No, they did, I think, get um, maybe like sound. Oh my God! Don't even tell me. <laughs> I'm serious. That is that is great. Mm-hmm. That is the most awesome little. I really think it might it might be something like sound editing or bird, sound mixing or bird, bird box up for best visual. Yeah, things. exactly. Um, so the biggest snub to me, and I think you are 100 percent going to agree with this, was Tony Collette in Hereditary. Yeah. How did they not nominate her? That was one of the most critically acclaimed performances of the year. And even at the Gotham Independent Film Awards, which is like a huge precursor, she beat Glenn Close for Best Actress and yet wasn't even nominated. And Glenn Close is the favorite this year to win uh, Best Actress. Yeah. Um, Yeah, again, another one, Melissa McCarthy. Come on. Like why are you why are you up here, Olivia? We're Col- not talking about who got nominated, Jacob. Just snubs. well, I'm saying well, you have to look at who gets nominated to appreciate the snub. And to- okay, I guess and, that's and true. And then it's like, is you just look at the thing. But I like didn't see that movie, so it's hard for us to judge it. Yeah, but just just on the face of it, having seen what was going on in Hereditary, it's like I have I have a hard time imagining. Yeah. That the uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy performance is going to be that much better than. No, it. I know. Um, so another one, Won't You Be My Neighbor, didn't get nominated for Best Documentary. I actually thought you were going to lead with that one as your biggest snub. Because I mean, you, you loved that movie, didn't you? I loved it so much I cried twice. 
I don't understand how it maybe it doesn't have to win. Which? But not even nominated. Like there's um a couple nominated that I really liked. Minding the Gap was probably my favorite documentary of the year. I did not see that one. Well, it was really great. Um, but Won't You Be My Neighbor definitely deserved a nomination. Huge snub. Yeah. Um I actually have two other snubs real quick. Give me in, two more. In the Best Actor nominees, uh, John David Washington for Black Klansman. Seemed like he had a lot of like push going into I this. I could have seen that, yeah. Not necessarily a win. I think Christian Bale's got that kind of locked up I don't think moment. it's close between Christian Bale and Rami Malek, honestly. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's a good point. I could see that going either way. But it would have been a good nomination for him, um, mm-hmm. you know, because he was awesome in that movie, and that's what I would probably go with for Best Picture this year. And then... Another one that I just I can't believe that he got snubbed again was Nick Cage for Mandy. The fact that he <laughs> uh, they overlooked his amazing performance <laughs> is just uh, it's shocking to me. How did I not think of that? I don't I do not know, but I'm like you guys. Mm, okay, you guys missed right. the boat on that one. I'm gonna do just one more because I want to give this film a bigger push. I don't know that it got watched by the masses, but the film Eighth Grade was on my top ten best movies of the year. And I really thought it was a shoe-in for best screenplay. That's the Bo Burnham movie, yep, right? Yep, yep. I mean, she is one of the biggest breakout stars of the year. And I feel like the film was. It was the Sundance darling, um, but not nominated at all. Wasted opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bummer. Yeah, I'm just going to agree with you there. It's, uh, there's no, no follow-up needed. Oh, the movie that makes you feel so awkward and wonderful and transports you back to eighth grade. I I love it. It needs to be watched by everyone. So now that we got this year's snubs out of the way, I thought we could go back. And why don't we talk about a lot of the snubs over the years? There's okay. some big stuff out there that happened. Oh, yeah. There's always stuff every year that pops out at you. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to talk about a bunch. And I really just, I just want your opinion. Your opinion is so valuable to me. You know what? It makes me feel so good to hear so you say valuable. that. Okay. So big one I'm going to start with. 1942, How Green Was My Valley beat Citizen Kane for Best Picture. As we all are contemporary movies, you know, Citizen yeah. Kane, My Valley. Um, but Citizen Kane now considered greatest film of all time. They say that this was really like old Hollywood politics and that it was like the established boys club was teaching <clears throat> Orson Welles a lesson because he was kind of this brash upstart. I also don't think that it hurt that the movie is about William Randolph Hearst, who was super powerful at the time, and they yeah. probably just didn't want to like poke the bear at that point. That's by a good point too. Putting that up there, but but it's kind of crazy that that did not win. Yeah, considering like what it, how it's viewed now, and even though you know, is it still great? That's up for debate. But. Like, I mean, it's not time. one of my favorite movies, at, but it deserves time, a rewatch. Yeah, and it's at the time it was one of the biggest deals, like controversial movies. People were mm-hmm. refusing to show it. They would yeah. make it so bad. And it's really just a bio biopic about the most powerful man in the country at the time. So. Yeah, so that's an interesting one. Here's one that I think I'm just going to jump in all sorts of orders. I'm not going to keep it in order of date, if you don't mind, Jacob. That's fine. Okay, great. That's how I like to work. It's like Memento. Um, yes, exactly. So 1993, I feel like we've discussed this before, but... Marissa Tomei wins Best Supporting Actress. (laughs) My Cousin Vinny. I love that movie so much, man. Of course. And Marissa Tomei. But But let's just put in context that she was up against Judy Davis, Vanessa Mm -hmm. Redgrave, uh, Joan Plowright, and Miranda Richardson. And it seemed like it was like just 
like a foregone conclusion that it was going to be like a Judy Davis kind of deal or I mean, any of the other four, as a matter, of, a matter of fact, for it. It was super crazy. There was a rumor for like years afterwards that, so who's that guy who um, announced her? He's that mean cowboy from City Slickers. That's what I know. Oh, um, oh my God. Jack. Jack Palance? Yeah, that's it. That guy. So he announced her and there was rumors that, he was just drunk and couldn't read the card. And because she was the last name he said, it was the last name on the teleprompter. So he just. I mean, that sounds like. I don't, a, it's not at all true, true but. I mean, she's proven since then that she's an amazing actress. Yeah, she she's very talented. It. But that one has been like a really big deal. That's a funny video, too, if you watch it, where she's like screams at the. You can hear her like when they announce her like screaming. Like, what? And you almost see her like you can hear people fainting in the back like, oh, my God, the vapors. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um, OK, so another big one, again, important film to us. But in 1995, Forrest Gump won, beating out oh. Pulp Fiction and Shawshank Redemption. And Quiz Show. I'll throw Quiz Show. Oh, Quiz a, Show is in there, too? Yeah, and the uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral, which, OK, it's better that's than that. That's fine, one. yeah. But the other ones, I'm, I looked at that, I'm like, oh, my God, no way. Like, either sh- take your pick, Shawshank Redemption or Pulp Fiction. I feel like Both Forrest Gump was really the safety pick. Like, that was the, like, okay. It's kind of like a coronation year. But I will say, in credit to Forrest Gump, I think there was a big snub that Gary Sinise didn't win Best Supporting Actor that year for Forrest Gump. Who else was nominated? Um, well, Martin Landau won for Ed Wood. Well, he was good in that, but a little, not as good as uh, Not as Gary good Sinise. as Captain Dan. Yeah, <laughs> not as good as Gary Sinise and Forrest <laughs> Come Gump. Come on. Captain Dan, you don't have any legs. It's so good. I know that. <laughs> See, exactly. I, I do. I can. I, can I can't remember example. anything from Ed Wood. For some reason, his curmudgeonly attitude speaks to me a lot in that movie. Yeah. But you don't remember Ed Wood, really? No, movie. I don't it's even worth, think I saw the whole thing. Honestly, yeah, it's worth a rewatch. Is it? Yeah, he plays a drug addict in there. Oh, Boris Car- or I'm in. Bella Lugosi, all about the heroin back when it before he was into heroin before it was popular, apparently. So, um, okay, let's think of other crazy ones. Oh, oh, 1972, um, Francis Ford Coppola snubbed for best director of The Godfather. Is that true, really? Yes, just, the that- Oscar went to Bob Fosse for Cabaret. What, yes, <laughs> like they must have just hated Francis Ford Coppola. I, I mean, just that's kind of crazy. Ass- I just kind of assumed he won it. I didn't even think about it. Of I- course, I think that's one that you would uh, just assume happened. Yeah. Mm, mm. Yep. That's a grumble one right there. That's a super grumble. So Cabaret and Fosse, which is basically Spirit Fingers. Yeah. If I remember a, that movie. There's correctly. a lot of that happening in oh. it. Um, oh, I'm getting mad re- hearing some of these. Oh, you're just. I haven't even gotten to the one that really aggravate. One of the ones that really aggravates me, but we'll, we'll there's- get there. We'll oh, I'm there. waiting. I'm actually just put a little star next to it because I, I know the one. But this one is also super terrible. Um, 1999, Gwyneth Paltrow won Best Actress over Kate Blanchett oh. in The Queen. Or no, not The Queen. Elizabeth. Yeah. That's one. yeah. Oh. Oh. That. No. I, I don't even. Gwyneth Paltrow's name should probably never be anywhere near any kind of an award. I mean, she was. Yeah, she was good. Uh, like, you were good in Shakespeare in Love, but you're no Kate Blanchett. That role was so fantastically layered and deep. I can't even handle how good Kate Blanchett was that year. I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow, that was like I a total still, popularity contest. I still like watching Elizabeth. Like, I I enjoy oh. that movie. I'll still watch it both of them, the first and the second one. Yeah, no, that um, she's so good. But and You then couldn't the other pay me to watch. Shakespeare in Love? <laughs> Shakespeare in Love. Like, no, I'm not watching it. Get Are you sure? Here. Because it did win Best Picture that year. You know. Mm. Over Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> that was a note, like, oh, oh. I can't. 
so mad. Who chooses this? I mean, what? seriously, like you just again go back and watch five minutes of either of those two movies, and you tell me which is which. It's totally banana. It's bananas. Oh. I don't even know. I don't know what to do with all my feelings right now. Shakespeare in Love has a Ben Affleck cameo that is treated like it's like the biggest thing. I liked Ben Affleck in Shakespeare in Love. Oh. I liked oh. his character. God. Well, she was dating him then, so I know she that's what get, she had that's to get what her boyfriend me, in the movie. Yeah, that's what makes me mad. I'm like, okay, look, Ben Affleck on his own, not horrible in the movie because you're dating him. Awful. Yeah. Oh. Um, this is really fun. I like just going through and seeing what else I feel. Okay. So this one, let me know how you feel because, you know, he was pretty good. 1994, Tommy Lee Jones won Best Supporting Actor for The Fugitive where he was super cool. Right. And he gave some very fine speeches. He did. He pontificated quite a bit in that movie. But he won over Ralph Fiennes who played that conflicted just Nazi officer in Schindler's List who was just an utter monster, but somehow made it like an unforgettably human one. That role was insane. I'm, I mean, yeah, it's how it, do you compare those two? Like, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones, you were great, good job, but it's not your year. But he won over Ralph Fiennes. You are perfectly fine in the future. Oh, wait, you don't like that I say Ralph Fiennes? I forget. What Rafe. am I Rafe. say? Ray Fiennes. Rafe. You gotta be. You gotta get right. That's what he oh, corrects people. Rafe finds. Um, so the fugitive is a good movie. It's a really good movie. It was up for best picture that year. I'm not gonna argue the merits of it, but the act, but the acting, it's like, come on, it's an action role. You're you're the antagonist in an action movie. That's and basically maybe if what it doing. was like a weak year, you're like, right. okay, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, like this year. If you're up this year, maybe you. Oh, got do a you shot. remember Rafe and when he's like, he like pardons the one person. Mm-hmm. The one like Jew where he's like, I forgive you. I part. Oh, that scene. Like, I'm gonna, I mean, I get you, like chills thinking about it. I mean, you got Voldemort here in a Nazi camp, just <laughs> like, like coldly telling people and going about his business of like the Holocaust. Yeah. And somehow, uh, I don't care, yelling while you're in a sewer tube is the Oscar clip you're going to see for the rest of the time. It's true. It's terrible. Terrible option. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. <laughs> we a, remember that really. By the well. way, our Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones impression pretty, spot on. I both would of them. say, I would say. Um, so this one, I'm <clears throat> very curious because I know that you love this movie. So in 1977, Rocky won. Yes, it did. Best Picture. Yes, it did. But was it a better film than All the President's Men, Network, and Taxi Driver? Mm, I would say it seems no. like another feel good, like that they were like we're done with these political sort of darker films, and this is just like a really feel good positive movie. Yeah, I mean Taxi Driver, rough movie, but definitely it's like a Pulp Fiction kind of analogy there. It's like it's yeah. something that could definitely could win uh, Best Picture. All the President's Men, I love it so much because of all the running involved and the fact that it's still relevant forty. Eight years later, or however many years yeah. later it is, and uh, what was the other one? Um, Taxi Driver Network. Oh, Network and Networks. That's an awesome movie, that's right crazy there. Movie. So again, no, I Rocky, not the best movie. Most one that's stood up the best over time. Sure, it's had the longest like legs to it. Yeah, but at the time, you couldn't have known that then. At the time, not necessarily best picture. Hey, well, since you just love running so much, I do. You support the 1982 Best Picture winner, Chariots of Fire, the movie about dudes running on the beach in slow motion forever. It's got a great soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, it was up against 
Warren Beatty's Reds, and seriously, Steven Spielberg's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Both better movies. Both and, better movies. And it comes Chariots again. Chariots of Fire. <laughs> no. Yeah, boring. It is so. Why is it so boring? It's, it's about guys trying to beat a five minute mile or whatever the heck. It, it was just that time period of like that middle brow period dramas that the Academy totally ate up then. They still do. They're like, what? That's l- this is totally boring and artsy. Yeah, look at the favorite this year. They still love those period dramas that they just bust out that are um, yeah. critical darlings that a lot of people don't like. Yeah, but, no. <sighs> Shelly don't agree. Shelly don't like it one bit. No. I no. say no. It's, like, it's the old thing. It's like you play somebody with a mental handicap or you do a period drama it if you are looking to get your um, nomination. And for then something like Do the Right Thing wasn't even nominated in 1989. How about? Because Driving Miss Daisy won. How about this being Spike Lee's first nomination this that, year? That I mean, it's crazy to th- that it's his first, but. Spike Lee, of course, friend of the show. Definite friend of the show. Um, but I'm excited for him. Yeah. That could happen. I mean, yeah, he's the second. F- I say he's second. He's probably the second favorite leading into that one. I think he's got a better than average chance of actually pulling it off an upset. I think they wouldn't they would like to have him on stage. You know, just to have a speech and the fact he's never won before. Yeah. Legendary filmmaker that probably should have at least had a documentary one or something, but I mean it's so seldom that legendary filmmakers are ignored um, by the Academy. Yeah. What? Never had unlike in nineteen ninety one, um, so you probably think that Martin Scorsese won for Goodfellas then. You you would be, would wrong. be wrong. <laughs> yep. Kevin Costner won <laughs> oh. Best Director for Dances with Wolves. All right, look, Costner is a good director, again. Mm-hmm. But, again, Goodfellas is a better movie. Scorsese Goodfellas is, is a better, better movie, director. And Scorsese had to wait 16 more years after that to get a Best Director prize. For the Departed. For the de- hey, bro, we won for the Departed. Yeah, and it was also snub. I mean, Goodfellas didn't win Best Picture either. That also went to Dances with Wolves. Again, wrong, wrong on both accounts. It's definitely it's not correct. Here's my here's a personal one. Um, I don't know if you'll agree. I don't know if the masses would agree, but I felt 2014 Birdman won Best Picture, right. beating out Boyhood. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go against you on that one. You you go with Birdman? Yeah, because oh, Rick, that was a l- okay. I like the idea behind Boyhood, but I thought it was kind of a dull slog at times. I mean, Birdman was deserving enough any other year. I, mean, I feel like I would have picked it as really cle- clever filmmaking and you know great storytelling. But you cannot ignore the literal just gorgeous humanity that is Boyhood. No, I think the idea behind it is fantastic, and the execution was great too. And oh, that movie broke my heart like twenty times over. I just felt like the sheer magnitude of it. And just it was different than anything that had come before it deserved to win. Yeah. That's my own. That, and that ties in nicely to a snub this year with uh, Ethan Hawke because people were very surprised he didn't get nominated this year for oh, that. Oh, First uh, Reformed? Yeah. Which I feel bad. I checked out from the library and then returned it before I watched I it. I think uh, that's what a lot of people did. Well, it's, there was snubbed. a lot of holds on it, and I just hadn't gotten to it. And I didn't want to. Um, but, yeah, Ethan Hawke um, showing he's turned into quite the good actor since his yeah. days in singles. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I think that year is kind of forgettable overall for best picture. Best picture, though. Like Birdman, I, I like that movie a lot. But I mean, the editing and cinematography in Birdman were amazing. Yeah, I and just, I did really enjoy it. Yeah, it's like only five years later, and nobody talks about that movie anymore. So. Yeah, but they're forever talking about Emma Stone. Yeah, Emma Stone. She's all over the place. They now. love her so much, so she's nominated this year for the favorite, which I think I'm going to go see tomorrow. Actually, need to see the favorite. Uh-huh. I need to understand. We might be seeing it at the same time because. <gasps> Are I'm, you going to get to the Galleria? I it's might the only be, place. Yeah. Yeah, it's the only one playing it it's right now. It's at 9 p.m. tomorrow. I'm pretty sure it's on my movie Oh, no, wait. I meant, I meant today. 
Oh, then no, I'm not going today. It's snowy out. Yeah, that's true. Okay, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I'll call I, you. I like where your head's at. <laughs> that's great. So, but Emma Stone, 2016, how did she win Best Actress for La La Land? <sighs> how did she win over Natalie Portman, who played Jackie? Um, I know. I remember that was one of those ones that you saw coming and you're like, no, because Jackie was not a great movie. It but was she was not a great movie. She was amazing. At it. She was on another level completely. She was Natalie Portman was on another level. That yeah. was an incredibly complicated and strange role. And she was fantastic. It's the kind of role that I feel like is designed to almost win an Academy Award. It's got all the templates. You got a better actress and doing it. Like just objectively, Natalie Portman's better than Emma absolutely. Stone. Absolutely. Then they were like. Emma Stone sang in a dress. Oh, <laughs> like she, we. Loved. I loved La La Land. We both. It warmed the heart. It did. No right doubt. Right down about to the it. cockles of the old heart. It's <laughs> right down there. I, you know, I'm a sucker for a musical. Everybody knows that. But no. no. Well, they they were no. like, we got to give it to her. She's not like she's going to be around for the next forty years. We no, give her something better. No boy, no. I give that a no boy, no. Um, another no boy, no. <clears throat> Ugh, for me, big no boy, no. 2005. Who did the best picture go to? Uh, Gremlins. <laughs> You're the worst. Crash? Oh. <laughs> Why'd you have to depress me? We could have just gone with Gremlins. Crash? By the way, Gremlins, better movie than Crash. I mean, I think Crash is the most reviled best picture winner in the modern era. I think that's era. safe to say. What It beat some good stuff that year, didn't it? Like uh, Brokeback Mountain. Oh, there you go. Right. Munich. Yeah. Capote. Yeah, I loved, and then Good Night, Good Luck. Okay, I'll give it better than Good Night, Good Luck, I suppose, because that was just a pretty dry. Um, Brokeback Mountain, Munich, and Capote were amazing. You you could stop at Brokeback Mountain. that's the that's the obvious winner there. That seemed like I don't know how it happened. Look at this. Uh, I mean, we're we're straight. Jacob is stressed. He is getting mad all over again. Like all right, so we're running out of time. I'll do a couple more. I've definitely just been saving like the one that's gonna kill you for last. I think it knows because I think it's the one I wrote down too. I'm like, um, gritting my teeth just thinking about it. This one I find really funny as um, I saw it and was like, I don't even know who this is. So 1940, the winner, best actor, Robert Donut. Robert Donut sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, D O N A T. Donut? Nickname was Red Velvet. So <laughs> this year was called, more than once, the greatest year in Hollywood history. 1940? Well, 1939, so 1940s so Oscars. I could tell you, you didn't even have to go any further. Not true. Uh, the performances were pretty amazing. You had Laurence Olivier in Wuthering Heights. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Stewart in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Clark Gable in Gone with the Wind. Sure. It was a powerhouse of a year. All were nominated. None were won because it went to Robert Donut. Robert for Dunn. the movie Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Oh, oh. <laughs> All the critics were just like Robert Donut. Mm. <laughs> they had a Homer you, moment. You had me. A, you had me a donut. Had me a donut. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, come on, guys. Seriously. Even for the time, they were all bigger stars. Weren't they just so in love with Jimmy Stewart? You but could just do celebrity at that point and be like, I'm going to give it to Jack Nicholson or something. Cool. This is, this episode, it's making me sweat. I got, I got like pit stains More here. than just all the right. sickness. It's just these awful decisions that are going on left and right that we're having to look at. Last that one, Jacob. age horribly. Is Jacob, the, are you ready? Is it the dark night? It's not, Jacob. <laughs> all right, it's go not. ahead. I know what you're going to say. 1993. Oh. Somebody won Best Actor. Oh. It might have been for their least deserving role ever. Uh, yeah, I, which would be very easily. Al Pacino for *Scent of a Woman*. Oh my God, dude, 
dude, it's, I'm getting, ooh, I'm what so What it was right is they were just making good on all of his past snubs. Because he's deserved Oscars before. Yes, he has. He but had at not, least two two occasions before that. Not he won. for this one, especially but, not against Clint Eastwood for Unforgiven. Movie I still watch and love his performance. I mean, I Clint like East- Son of a Woman. I do. I do. I don't. Ooh, I love I it. I do not. Like but I said, I Chris O'Donnell automatically gets you disqualified <laughs> in my book when it comes to anything. TV he's on the worst CSI. He's got... <laughs> <laughs> he can't do a good romantic comedy to save his life. He's in Batman and Robin. Oh, wow! But he is in Fried Green Tomatoes. He died on the railroad tracks. You know what? In like five minutes. I like what you, I see. I like what you're saying there. You kill now. If you kill Chris O'Donnell on the train tracks, now we're talking. You're just a hurtful person. Um, but Clint Eastwood in uh, Unforgiven. It's a great Should've, performance. Uh, also, who else did he beat? Denzel Washington and Malcolm X. I yep. mean, what? Yep. He, way better performance. Stephen Ray in The Crying Game. Another one. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. Layered and just dark and messed up. Another oh, better my performance. Goodness. And a young Robert Downey Jr. in Chaplin. Another one. I never saw Chaplin. Good, good-ish movie. Awesome performance. It's okay. one of those ones where he was like on his like rocket ship up. It was like the Emma Stone pick. He was the one that you wanted to. Um, you would pick him if you wanted to give it to somebody new that was going to be around a while, and they, they gave were, it. They were making good, Jacob. They gave it to Al Pacino. They were just making good. But Stare straight ahead, Al. It's going to be great. Transform- transformative performance. <laughs> Don't bother putting in the Stop. sunglasses or some contact lenses. Just stare I'm right in the at dark. the camera. Yeah. Stand right at the camera. <laughs> All right. All right. Are you oh okay? God. No, can I'm you, getting mad. I'm can getting you mad plug things or can you not right now? Do you need a minute? No. Come on. You got it. All right. I Everything <laughs> that you hear on All Booked even Up is going to be. Even if it was terrible. <laughs> even if it was bad and you shouldn't watch it, it's available <laughs> at your local library. So just stop on by. We got 37 branches all over Erie County. Stop on in. If we don't have it in, we'll get it for you in a day or two and you're going to have no problem picking it up. That's awesome. Also, we're going to bring it to you because there's going to be a bookmobile driving around. So beep, beep. That's check not out, even how that works. Check oh, out the I library's see. website and to find out where it is. And don't forget, we are on Twitter now. Yes, we are. Having so much fun on there. At All Booked Up Pod, please follow us. I'm going to constantly post pictures of Jacob, so who doesn't want that? Yep, and you also get to talk directly to your hosts, which I know everybody loves. Who doesn't want that? I know. I like that. All right, so we've been asking people to call in, talk about the Oscars. What do you like? What do you not like? We have a couple bits to play. Let's hear what people have to say. Hi, this is Jen from Maryland, and I just wanted to sound off about Roma. I really don't understand all the accolades it's getting. I watched it. I almost turned it off several times, um, and I didn't feel any better for the fact that I waited to the end. It just I just don't understand why everybody thinks it's this great thing. A movie I did like was A Star is Born. I loved it. I cried. It really made me think about a lot of things, and I don't know if it deserves best picture per se, but um, very good movie. Thanks. Hey, Michelle and Jacob. This is Allison from Buffalo. Long time, first time. A movie I really enjoyed this year was A Quiet Place with John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Um, It kind of got snubbed at the Oscars this year, but I do find it funny that the only nomination it got was for Best Sound Editing. But this movie had me on the edge of my seat. Um, I haven't found myself holding my breath during movies since Silence of the Lambs like this. It plays well with tension and it balances it with tender moments of a family who looks out for one another while struggling to survive. 
although there are some tragic moments, um, we're left with a sense of hope for this family. Also, John Krasinski is sweaty with a full beard, so that would be my Oscar pick. Love the podcast. Keep it up. I, th- I think we both agree that sweaty John Krasinski. I can't even. Is. I, I agree with that more than anything in the world. I kind of agree with with both a of beard. It. I love him so much. Yeah, they're both. Roma was kind of a snooze fest. It was a big time snooze fest, and it's one of those occasions where it's up for best picture and it's up for best foreign language movie. So why are we even having the best foreign language category? <laughs> sound editing for a quiet place is hilarious. Okay, so a couple things since we're talking about thank people you for getting your calls, snubbed. By the way. Oh yeah, thank you. Please keep keep uh, keep Jen emailing Allison. your voice memos. We love them. Um, so I was thinking about people getting snubbed. How about some events in life that would make you prefer to be snubbed? Oh. So did you know that France did not stop executing people by guillotine until 1977? Really? <laughs> yeah. It's so pretty, It's pretty great, France. I think you think of this beheading instrument as something in like the super distant past, but the French were still using it the same year that Saturday Night Fever and Star Wars were released. You know, for a country known for <laughs> so, giving up, they really hung on to that guillotine. They're like, you know what? It's about the culture. So I'm, sh- I'm sure it. that Hamid Dijan Duby, uh, who was a Tunisian ar- ar- agricultural worker who was convicted of kidnapping, torture, and murder of a woman, would have preferred to have been snubbed in 1977 when he lost his head. Oh, yeah, I'd say so. Right? Okay. Like, you probably got pulled up. He's like, are you serious? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is what's happening? What? I was going to jail. Um, I'm going to wake up in a second. Also, maybe you want to be snubbed by many people since researchers are studying that fake smiles can kill you. Really? It turns out that faking happiness can hurt your health. Um, Researchers have been looking at the behavior of bus drivers, like a profession where, you know, you're constantly smiling um, and have these kind of friendly interactions throughout the day and discovered that these people withdraw from their work while putting on a smile for show and that this can have long-term uh, health effects, negative oh. health effects. Oh, see, Keanu Reeves has it, right? He knows what's up. That's why he just keeps it out. quiet. And this is, we would all prefer to be snubbed in general by a parasite which destroys the tongue of a fish and replaces its tongue with its own body. What? <laughs> yes, it's literally the creepiest creature ever. Um, okay, I'm never going to get the name right, but it's Simothoa. Nailed it. Exigua. <laughs> Double nailed it. Forget that I even said it. But it enters a fish through its gills, okay, yeah. and it attaches to its tongue. From there, it severs the blood vessels connecting to the tongue, which causes the tongue to fall off. Right. And then it attaches itself to the stub that is left, taking over the food consumption from that point forward. That's that's a pretty gnarly uh, animal there, man. <laughs> The grossest ever. I would prefer to be snubbed by that. Um, okay, thanks so much for listening. That's our episode. Uh, catch us next week and on the Twitter world. Yeah, I'll see you there. Bye. Bye.